Hey, big boxers. Welcome to On the Shelf, a program that is dedicated to helping you get your products into a major big box retailer. Tim here, and I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are doing well. It's a question and answer podcast today. We have one, two, three, four, four questions that we're going to answer. These have been building up. These aren't in any order. They're not specific questions. They don't follow a category. They're just random questions that have come through our system. And I wanted to address them. One is pretty relevant because I've been going to a lot of trade shows lately. So I'm anxious to answer that one. But I know that when these questions come in, it's important to get to them because I know that a lot of you are having the same questions as well. So hopefully, if you're having any of these questions, we will get to the bottom of them today. Hey, before we get to that, though, I want to make sure that you guys are taking advantage of all of the social and online opportunities that we have to get connected. So we have a brand new Facebook page on the shelf now. We have our Facebook closed group on the shelf now, which is a group. So you just go on the shelf now and you'll come up with the Facebook page and the closed group. So hopefully you'll like the Facebook page and join the group. We also have a Twitter on the shelf now at Twitter. And then we have our podcast website on the shelfnow.com. And on the shelfnow.com gives you a specific opportunity to check out a couple things. You can take a look at our what's next page because that's going to tell you when the next Facebook Live event is coming up and what we're going to be talking about so that you can make sure that you're on the on the shelf now Facebook page when that happens. It'd be great to see you there live. You know, be great to hear some of your questions right at that moment and conversate with you. So that is on the shelfnow.com website. Also on there is transcripts of all the latest podcasts that we've done. We're trying to get to our older podcasts as well. But right now you can, I think there's 15 or so podcasts that have been transcribed. You can go in and read those and then also comment. Let's get some discussion going about the topics that we're talking about. All right. So take advantage of all the different places that you can get connected with on the shelf. Also, let us know what you're doing, how it's going, what you're worried about, what you're wondering about. How is it going getting connected with buyers and pitching your product? Looking forward to that. All right. Let's get to our first question. And this one says, why won't the buyer respond to me after a great call? So a little context here, and you've probably been, I know I've been in this situation, you may have been in this situation, but what we're talking about here is you finally get the buyer on the phone. And it seems like you're having a really great conversation, a good dialogue, you're introducing your product, and you seem to be getting some back and forth from the buyer and some feedback. And then you get off the phone, but can't get the buyer to respond to an email or to get back on the phone. They've just gone dark on you. All right. So that's the scenario. And that's what we're going to talk about. So one of the things I don't know here is at the end of the call, did the caller create any next steps? Meaning, was there any type of, hey, this is what's going to happen next? Did you ask the buyer what would happen next? Because that's crucial. Anytime you get off the phone, you always want to know what comes next. Either that you're going to tell the buyer what you're going to do next because they might have asked you for some pricing or they might have asked you for some samples. So you're going to reiterate to that buyer, hey, 
these are my action steps. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow up with you and give you this. And then once you say that, as part of your commitment or part of you trying to get a commitment from the buyer, you should also ask the buyer, hey, what's next on your end? So once you get these things, what's going to be next on your end? That might give the buyer the opportunity to tell you, listen, man, I am slammed. We're probably not going to do anything with this for the next two, three, four months. So when the buyer's not responding to you, you can understand that there's a gap, that he or she is doing something else. I spoke to a buyer not long ago, I think it was back in June, that said, yeah, you can send me samples now, but if I were you, I would wait and send them in October when we're actually reviewing this account or this category. That was my cue to wait because I don't want to send samples and have them get lost in the shuffle of six months or so until they get to the chance to review this category. So I waited and I just recently sent those samples. So that's important. So if a buyer's not calling you back, it's because probably there was nothing laid down specific about what you're going to do. Most likely, you didn't ask what's next from the buyer's perspective. And lastly, you might not have asked for a commitment either. Hey, are you interested in this product? Do you think it's going to do well at your retailer? And if so, what should we do next? If you would have asked those things, the buyer probably would have told you what's coming up next, how long that's going to take. So you'd be in a little bit better position when you're following up. Because if you don't know those things and you're just following up each week, that could get annoying. The buyer could get irritated and just put your email on block right now. So to recap, if the buyer's not getting back to you, most likely you didn't close that conversation with next steps. If you're about to have a conversation with a buyer, make sure that you close it with next steps. Make sure you close it with a timeline from the buyer on what comes next on their end. Make sense? All right, question number two. What do you do if you can't find the right buyer? Maybe you have a groundbreaking product and no buyer is taking accountability for it. You talk to several buyers and they're like, yeah, I don't know if that fits in my category. I don't really know who the buyer would be. And then that's kind of where they leave it and they hang up on you. Or you're reaching out to buyers and they write back and say, yep, this is not in my category, but they give you nothing after that. You know, They just don't even tell you what to do next or who it might be. So here you go. Most retailers, major retailers have a portal on their website where you can submit new product. So if you can't find out who the right buyer is, I would submit your product through that portal. What it does is it goes to a committee, they take a look at it, and they decide who the right buyer to send that product to is. So the buyer doesn't really get the chance to say to you, it's not me. The committee sends it to them and they kind of have to review it and give you some sort of an answer. If they don't have a portal, if it's a smaller retailer and they don't have a portal, get a hold by phone of a buyer and let them know what your dilemma is. Hey, I have a product. I think it would be great for your retailer, but I'm having trouble finding out who would be the right buyer. Can I send it to you via email? And can you tell me who the right buyer or category would be? Once you get their commitment that if they can send, if you can send it to them, they will tell you at least what the category is. They'll do it. They're not going to ignore you once you send. I've done that a bunch of times where I couldn't find the right buyer. So I found somebody 
And I got him on the phone and I just said, listen, I'm struggling to find a buyer that matches up with this item. If I send it to you, can you give me at least a category? And then I'll find the buyer from there. Okay, so if there's not a portal available, if there's not a place on their website where you can submit new items, then try to get a hold of any buyer by phone. This is not by email. You have to talk to them by phone and let them know what your dilemma is and then ask them if you can send it to them so that they could tell you what the right category is. Okay, make sense? Sound good? All right, we're killing these questions, knocking them down, but good questions though. All right, number three, what if I can't afford professional packaging? So I want to take my product to retail. I think it's going to do great in retail, but professional packaging, 10, 15 grand to get the packaging done, not in my budget right now. I know that's hard because you can't go. We can't take your product to retail with substandard packaging. We simply cannot show it to a buyer with photographs that you took on your iPhone and handwritten packaging. It's just not going to work. And as much as you want to do it yourself, you're not an expert at it. And in retail, packaging is very important. So what do you do? What do you do? So my suggestion is that you increase your online. So you increase and put your energy into Amazon. You increase, you put your energy into Jet, Walmart. Because if you're a seller, you don't have to have packaging. You don't have to have professional packaging. You could just have a brown box with a UPC on it and maybe some lettering that tells what it is because the customer's already bought it. So I would put everything, all your energy into online and to increase your online sales so that you can bank enough money to call up Emily Page at Pearl Resourcing and ask her to do your packaging. That's what I would do. Put your energy into online where the customer makes their decision with your words, your copy, your images, but not your packaging. And then once you've banked enough money to go for that, then go. Hey, big boxers. Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I wanna work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I wanna share those experiences with you. I wanna talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I wanna help you get to where I've gone. Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting and then choose the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Go for it.
Make sense? Perfect. All right, man, we're cruising through these and it's really going to make this podcast short, which may be good, maybe not so good. Last question. How do I get the buyer to stop by my booth at a trade show? And this is what I was telling you. I was excited to answer this one because I've been to a lot of trade shows lately. This is a big question. This is a huge question. So first and foremost, get yourself to an ECRM session where you don't have to get buyers to come by your booth. You're guaranteed appointments that the buyers are going to come to. If you're going to trade shows and you're struggling to get people to stop by your booth, go to an ECRM session. Don't stop. Go right now. ECRM.marketgate.com. Find the session that's right for you and start doing some research on that. This is guaranteed, people. You don't have to rope them in. You don't have to connect with them ahead of time. You don't have to send them emails. ECRM does all the heavy lifting there for you. All you have to do is go and actually pitch your product and work hard at the session. So first, how do I get buyers to stop by my booth? Go to an ECRM session. All right. Secondly, let's say you already have some trade shows booked and paid for. You're going to the Housewares show next March in Chicago, or you're going to some other smaller regional trade show and you have a 10 by 10 booth or whatever it is. Maybe you're going to Hong Kong toy show and you guys are locked and loaded so you can't change that. All right, so what do you do? First of all, it's going to depend a little bit on how much time you have. And it's going to depend a little bit on how much connections with buyers that you've already made. And I'll tell you why. So if there's still enough time, and by time, I mean maybe 60 days, and you've already made some inroads with some buyers, it's important that you reach out to them and ask them if they're going to this particular trade show that you're going to be at. And if they are, here is your booth number, and you would like to set an appointment to see them if you have enough time. If there's not enough time, most of these buyers are already going to be booked. If there's enough time and you've already been reaching out to some buyers, it's time to reach out to them, send them a postcard, let them know where your booth is, your booth number, what you're going to be doing there and why they need to come by, and then ask to set an appointment with them. Don't say, oh yeah, if you could just come by, that'd be great. That's not what you're wanting. What you need is an appointment. Okay. Now, if they get back to you and say, hey, you know, we're just walking the booth. We're not giving appointments. Okay. What day will you be in my section of the trade show? And I know that you might be thinking, well, I mean, isn't the trade show just a big haul? No. Most big trade shows like Fancy Food or International Houseware Show or the National Hardware Show or Apex or SEMA, there's multiple, multiple halls. And buyers try to walk different halls on different days because that's all they can do. They can't make it to multiple halls in the same day. So it's important if it's a big trade show, ask, hey, when are you going to be in? This is where my booth in. It's in the North Hall. When are you going to be walking that particular section? And if they say, oh, I'll be there on Thursday. Okay, great. Well, I will look for you on Thursday. And then what I do, because I'm a little bit of the best, is... On Thursday morning, if I have the buyer's cell phone, I'll shoot them a quick text and say, hey, I'm really looking forward to seeing you stopping by our booth number 22057 sometime today because I know you're going to be in this hall. Just another reminder who you are, where you are, and that you know they're going to be walking that area. Just another reminder. Okay, 
So that's what I would do if you have enough time and you've already made some buyer inroads. What if you're going to this trade show cold? You don't know any buyers. You don't have any appointments. You haven't been talking to anybody. And now you're running out of time. That's bad. Don't do that. In the future, I think we have several podcasts on trade show prep. Go listen to those. If you want to talk to me, reach out and let's talk about trade show prep. But never buy, pay for a trade show that you don't know or don't have any inkling of who's going to be there and you don't have any ability to set appointments. It's a waste of money. But let's just say that's what's happened to you and you didn't know and this is your first time. And so what are you going to do now? Let's say it's coming up next week. What are you going to do now? Okay, you have to create your trade show pitch. And you've heard me probably talk about, if you've been listening to podcasts, you've heard me talk about this enough times. A trade show pitch is something that gets people intrigued. We're killing bugs naturally. Or you could say, hey, we found a way to keep 58% more of your carbonation in your soda overnight. Those are statements that have to get a response back from somebody that's not no thank you or no, I'm not interested. Those responses can't go with that. So when you're standing out in front of your booth, and by the way, if you don't have any appointments set and this is your first time, you're going to have to be on your feet. Okay. You're going to have to be out in front of your booth and you're going to have to stop people and talk to them. You're going to have to physically. And when I say physically, I mean, I'm not talking about grabbing a hold of anybody or throwing people to the ground or dragging them into your booth. No. So get that out of your head. I'm just talking about standing in front of somebody and say, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Do you do any of this? Well, over here, we're doing that. And do you want to come see? You literally have to ask them, do you want to come see a demo? Do you want to come check this out? It's important. That's the only way you're going to get people into your booth. You have to actually stand in front of them, give them a small pitch, and then invite them into your booth to see a demo or get more information or scan their badge. That's the way you have to do it. For some people, that's uncomfortable. And so you're going to have to get over that. You're going to have to get over your shyness because this is your product. This is your chance. You paid for this space. I tell you what will happen if you don't do it. You're going to be mad at the trade show. And somebody's going to say, hey, do you go to trade shows? Or let's say you contact me and we're talking through what you've done. And I ask you, hey, are you interested in going to blah, 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 trade show? You're like, man, I've been to a trade show and it was just a waste of time. It was a waste of money. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That's not it. It wasn't. A, it's not a waste of time and a waste of money. You probably wasted the time and the money because you didn't either know what to do or you're not willing to get out there and actually pitch your product and stand in front of people and let them know what you're all about. Trade show sales are hard and you're going to be tired and you're going to be worn out. But the good thing is they're only two, three days. So get out there, stop people and say, hey, do you know what we're doing over here? Do you want to come in, take a look, have a demo? Let me demo this for you. Let me show you what we're doing. A lot of people, when they're invited, they have difficulty saying no, and they'll come in. And if your demo is a wow, which it really needs to be, you need to figure out how to have a wow demo, then they're going to be intrigued. And then lastly, if you're going blind to this trade show, make sure that you rent a lead retrieval machine because everybody that comes into your booth, you need to scan them. That's the fastest, easiest way to pick up leads. If you're trying to get their card and write on the back of it and try to remember who they were, you're going to struggle, especially if you're just by yourself or it's just two of you. 
get the lead retrieval machine. I know it's expensive, right? 500 bucks or so, but it's going to be well worth it in the end when you get downloaded a CSV file with the notes that you took with everybody that you talked to, with everybody that you scanned. That is some real leads that you get to follow up with. So I would highly recommend that you get the lead retrieval machine. All right, so trade show wise, if you have some time, try to set appointments. If you've already been speaking to buyers, try to utilize that and see if they're going to go and set some appointments. If you can't set appointments, come up with your trade show pitch. It should be short and it should be in a way that creates a question. You know, hey, we've just made uh, composting electric or we can compost your dinner scraps in three hours. There's nothing that you can say to that. You can't say no, thank you, because what do you say no, thank you to? And everybody's going to wonder why. What do you mean you can compost my dinner scraps in three hours? What if I have chicken bones? Yep, we can compost those. So there is no, what do you mean? Hey, come here. Let me show you what we're talking about. Let me show you what this machine is. Let me show you how it works. If you don't know how to come up with that pitch, if you don't know how to create a wow demo, contact us. Contact us and we will help you create the pitch. We will help you create the wow demo if you have a demoable, is that a word, demoable? A product that is able to be demoed will help you create that wow demo. So don't wait. If you have trade shows coming up and you need help, call us. We'll help you. So those are the four questions. Why won't the buyer respond to me after a great call? Remember, you got to ask for what the next steps are. You got to tell them what you're going to do next. What do you do if you can't find the right buyer? Remember, go to their portal, see if you can put your products through the portal or find a buyer that you can talk to that might tell you if you send them your info, tell you who the right buyer is. What if I can't afford pro packaging? Go and make online everything right now on Amazon, Walmart, Jet, and really drive your sales through online so you can make enough money to get your packaging done. And then lastly, how do I get buyers to stop by my booth? Well, I think we just covered that in as much detail as we can. So if you have questions about any of these, reach out to us on theshelfnow.com. Well, thank you so much for listening. And again, if you're enjoying the podcast, which I've been getting a lot of feedback lately from people that the podcast is really helping, if you're one of those people, please reach out to us and let us know so that we can use that information and understand what people are really liking about the podcast so we can do more of that. And then also people that are interested in the podcast, we can let them know why people listen. So please connect with us. Like I said, you can go to Facebook and go to our page, which is on the shelf now. You can go to our closed group on the shelf now, closed group. You can reach out to us on Twitter on the shelf now. And then you can go to our new brand new website on the shelf now.com. Is that enough on the shelf nows for you? All right. Well, listen, great to connect with you. I hope everything is going wonderful for you. I hope you're on the brink of a huge breakthrough. Looking forward to the next time that we talk. Until then, looking forward to seeing your products on the shelf. 